Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. One of the things I learned is that um, I know Google has this great I Am Remarkable um, training. And the reminder is that if it's based on facts, that it's not like bragging. In the Women Who Code Career Nav segment of our show, you'll hear real-world advice from people who are currently working in the technology industry and personally know the steps needed to succeed. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Today, we have Marie with us. How are you doing, Marie? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. So, Marie, you have a BA in English Literature. You began in social media with the Goodman's Project, and now you're a diversity and inclusion consultant at your own company, Hashtag Compassion Combos, and you're the co-founder and CEO of Esteem Worlds. Can you walk us through like how, um, how you got to where you are today? Sure. Like, um, most of my career has been, I would say, a little bit eclectic. I've taken different routes, and mostly it's because um, as a military spouse, you know, my husband's done multiple uh, deployment. So that's really where I've dabbled in different um, industries. And I've learned a lot because I've always had this interest in social impact and making a difference. So every um, job I've had in my career has been focused on how do I um, contribute to making a difference and how do we continue to um, bring others into the fold so that they can be part of like a social impact movement. Wonderful. Um, you shared on um, Twitter how inclusion and belonging needs to be ingrained in a company culture and value and how diversity is great, but our company is ready to focus on inclusion for 2021. Can you elaborate on what you meant by that? Um, what I meant is that a lot of companies, they start with a thought about creating like a DNI initiative, but the focus is usually on diversity and who they're going to hire, um, what type of diversity hire. But the emphasis needs to be on inclusion and belonging. So once you hire someone, um, what are you gonna do to make sure that they feel like they're included? What are you gonna do to make sure that your team creates a, a trusted and psychologically safe environment for that person? And um, what are they doing to look at the intersection of the different um, types of diversity? Because you just, it's not just a black woman or black man or a, a Latina, it's people with disabilities and um, those who are LGBTQ. So really being mindful of what inclusion and belonging looks like for them. Do you have any examples when this has been done well? Um, you know, that's a good question. And I and the fact that I have to think about it is really, um, in a way, kind of painful. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of a company that has done it well. And granted, I don't know all companies, but in my personal experience, um, no, I haven't met a company that I can say, wow, they, they nailed it on inclusion, but I'm sure there's some out there. Um, and I would love to hear how they're doing it. And it's not about just measuring metrics, but really looking at how are they creating that space for people. Do you think part of the reason for that is that a lot of times DEI work is thought of as an afterthought versus like the core of how companies are built? Yes, I think that's a major part of it. It's like, um, and now people, you know, lately there's been this talk about DNI being great for business um, and innovation, but it has to be part of a company's DNA. It's got to be ingrained and really part of their mission and values, and not just and you know, I, as you mentioned, an afterthought. Like, hey, this would be great if we had this, 
but really this is who we are and this is why um, we value different um, thoughts, experiences, cultures, and all that, so. Wonderful. Um, changing in gears a little bit more to you, um, what has your experience been like as a woman in tech? Um, well, I started being a founder in tech has been very interesting because in one way I'm in a place where I'm listening and hearing from other women and their experiences. So it helps me as a founder to be more intentional and mindful when speaking to um, hiring managers and other tech companies about why it's important to create this these um, inclusive uh, work cultures because I get to really speak to these women and really um, understand how they feel. And even though I've been in different industries, for me, it's always the same story about feeling like an outsider or feeling as if you're not valued or respected. So for me, it's, it, it's thinking not so much just about myself as a founder and as a, a black woman, but also about the women that are trying to get into tech and are trying to find these jobs. How do I help them? Definitely. And being a founder and making your way up, how has um, your community and advocates and supporters kind of played a role in your career to this point? Um, I think I've been fortunate in that I've had like great support uh, networks and systems. Uh, my co-founder now is a white male and an ally, and I feel comfortable enough to be myself. I feel comfortable enough to share my truth. And I think I've um, felt that for many years, starting with the Good Men Project. I think that was like, um, that built the foundation for me to really feel that I can um, own my space and I can be uh, true to myself without having to think about what others, how others are perceiving me or the assumptions they're making about, about around me, about me. <laughs> so um, I'm thankful for that. I am grateful. And, you know, I, I've had different experiences um, with maybe clients or customers, but I have to say within the work um, that I've been doing, it's been good. That's amazing to hear. And I think our audience will really um, resonate with that. That is a possible thing to find within this community when sometimes it can feel like you're really isolated and alone. You don't have a lot of people in your corner. Yeah. And I have amazing other Black women founders that I can talk to and connect with and just say, hey, I'm having a rough day and, and just be myself. So that's always helpful. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, you mentioned on your Twitter, um, you discussed how Black women are the most disrespected women in America and carry the burden of everyone else's struggles. And when it's all is said and done, um, like what do you have left for yourselves? So how do you keep yourself from running on empty and take care of yourself? Um, setting and enforcing boundaries. And this is not something I always knew how to do. Like I had to really learn. And I think there's something great about getting older and, and being more mature and being able to speak your mind. I think um, it's saying, you know, I need time right now. So it's great. Like I can say to my co-founder, I'm going to take a couple of hours because I've had a long day and a rough day and I need to just disconnect and not feel bad about it. And also with my family, just being honest with them, like I need this moment. And um, I found that if I don't do that, that I'm not my best, I'm not presenting my best. I can't help anyone. You can't help anyone if you're running on empty. So just being mindful of like, 
hey, I need, whether it's just an emotional break, a mental health break, whatever it is, I just need to give myself back some of what I've given out. Otherwise, you know, there's nothing for me to give and I won't be effective and I won't be able to be the leader I want to be. Yeah, that's really, it's really powerful. And oftentimes um, we can get nervous about setting boundaries because of how people respond, if there's shame around that. But I think it's important if you're um, doing something to take care of yourself and your needs that you're not responsible for how someone else reacts to that boundary because you're taking care of yourself. And I think that can be hard to deal with when we're met with shame or judgment or anger. You're right. It, it's hard. And, and I think as women, we're harder on ourselves. And I think sometimes people are hard on us, especially when it comes to dealing with or taking care of ourselves or an emotional um, life or health. Just being mindful of that. And it's okay to just take a moment and say, you know, you know what, I'm going to just take a break and then I'll come back and respond to that. So, yeah giving us ourselves the permission. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And not apologizing for it and just taking your space. Cause I'm like you said, you can't pour from an empty cup. And I think sometimes we overextend ourselves and want to be like, oh, I'm sorry. But like, then we're again, getting on that empty. Exactly. And I love that you mentioned the apologizing. I had to learn to really, when I'm you know, sending an email, not to, you know, I'm like, if I didn't make a mistake or I didn't do something, don't apologize, just address what was done. And so it's hard, but I kind of stop and tell myself, before you write this, what are you sorry about? And that's, I think we do that so often. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, even if it's a compliment, it's like, oh yeah, no, I'm sorry. Now this is nothing. It's like, oh, just own it. <laughs> I've switched from, instead of saying, I'm sorry, I focus on what I'm grateful for. So if I'm slow to respond and saying like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, thank you for your patience. And yeah. switching that out, that way you kind of keep your power, but you're still acknowledging and you're expressing gratitude um, is an easy way to shift. That. I love that. I love that. It's really great. So I appreciate you sharing that tip. I, that's cool. Like expressing gratitude. So I'm going to think about that when I'm writing my email. <laughs> Awesome. Um, is there any uh, women in tech in history or in current day that have inspired your career? Hmm. You know, I, it's funny when I was thinking about uh, who in tech inspires me. I would have to say um, Arlen Hamilton, and that's because she's a VC, and I, and I think her story is just so unique. And um, just to see how she's just moved up and really has created a space for overlooked and underrepresented um, founders is just, it gives hope, you know, to another black woman and say, okay, you know what, this can be done. Um, it takes work, it takes commitment, but it could be done. And um, just, and I love reading her stuff on Twitter anyway. So I think uh, she has a really, um, great sense of humor. So I would have to say, seeing her um, career trajectory and writing the book and everything that she's done is inspiring. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a, that's a great one to choose. Um, do you have any advice for other women in tech? Um, I would have to say imposter syndrome. I hear it so much. Um, and I, I want to say that 
one of the things I learned is that um, I know Google has this great I am remarkable um, training. And the reminder is that if it's based on facts, that it's not like bragging. And so I think if we could all, if women in tech could just keep that in mind, like write down your accomplishments and know that these are things I've done. Like if you were to just write your accomplishments and look them over, you'd be astonished at all that you've done, but it's not bragging and it's not imposter. You won't have that imposter syndrome if you could back it up with, you know what, I did this, you know, like I was able to really help this team, you know, uh, finish this call. I was able to develop this app. I, I did all this. So I, it's so funny how even for myself, imposter syndrome creeps up. But if you can go back to look at something um, that reminds you, oh, you know what? I got this. I can handle this. Um, I've done this before. I've been in this space and I, ha I got it. So just, just keep reminding yourself and have something that you can look at that you can go back to and say, nope, if I if I did this, this all these things in the past, what I have to do now is nothing and I and I can do it. So um, it's hard. Imposter syndrome is something we uh, we have to address and really do our best to overcome. And it's not going to be easy, but having those, you know, having the facts, having the 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 backup to prove yourself really helps. Yeah. Definitely. Thank you for sharing that. Marie, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I appreciate being able to um, be here. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash Women Who Code. Thanks again for listening. And remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.